Police in Las Vegas found themselves in the middle of a UFO mystery last month after an... It was big eyes, they have big eyes. Saw something fall out of the sky too, so that's why I'm kind of curious. Do you see him now, sir? Mythical Legends Podcast with your host Daniel Barnett. Welcome everyone to the mythical legends podcast as usual i have my dad craig with us hi dad hi daniel how you doing mate you all right yep good uh today we have a very very special guest uh television documentary producer wildlife researcher and technology director i proudly present doug hijack thank you for spending time with me today doug how are you I'm doing good, Daniel. And hello, Craig. Hi, Doug. Where are you based? I am in Minneapolis, um, North Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota. And um, like today, it was really interesting. I've got my crew out to Washington. We're shooting Elijah Meet Science, which is behind me, a new film. And um, so I'm doing all these interviews remotely. So I can kind of double dip because I'm going on my own trip to the Arctic uh, for the film and I'm packing and getting ready for that. So it kind of allows us to do more and more than one thing. So I've been interviewing all day and now I'm getting interviewed. (laughs) (laughs) That, that sounds like an amazing trip to go on. Yeah, that'll be fun. So could you tell our listeners about legends meet science and a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah, so in um, about the year 2000, um, I started um, pitching a documentary called Legend Meets Science. Um, Actually, Sasquatch Legend Meets Science. I wanted to do a scientific documentary on all the data and everything we knew about the Sasquatch. And I wanted to get scientists to study the evidence, which had never been done. You know, basically forcing them to study it and then give a solid conclusion at the end. If they thought it was BS, then they could say it was BS. You know, whatever whatever it was, it was. And so um, I got interested in wanting to pitch this because I was up in the Arctic and I found my own footprints. And I had already been, a, uh, you know, studying black bears and polar bears and grizzlies. I knew these tracks were not, none, none of those. But then when I saw a track in front of a tree trunk, about a seven foot tall stunted black spruce tree, and there was a track on the other side of it, it stepped over that tree. And that's where everybody went, um, we need to go now. People I was with, they like, we need to leave. They were literally scared. Wow. And so we got back in the boat. We did, we did a lot of photos and video. Then we got back in the boat and I tried to get the uh, float plane. We had an airplane there uh, on floats, you know, that can land in the water. And I tried to get him to get up in the air because I figured we could follow those tracks to the track maker. 
because in the Arctic, there's very little trees, you know? Um, and he thought we were trying to play a joke on him, that we were trying to hoax him, you know, make a fool out of him. And he got actually very angry. And he demanded we get out of his tent. He threw his clipboard. And so we left sheepishly. sheepishly. But when I got home from that trip, um, I had studied, you know, the video and film we had. Um, and I just determined because it was, I was already doing wildlife research. I'm like, oh, I want to do this now. And so it was kind of life changing. And that's kind of what happened. We did um, Legend Meets Science. Um, for Discovery Channel, and now it's been 20, 21 years since we did that. Jeff Meldrum, Dr. Jeff Meldrum, wrote a book based on the doc. Um, he is now writing a new book, Legend Meets Science 2, based on the new film. We're conducting a ton of really cool science. Um, today, or actually um, yesterday, we took, as, as an example, we took... And went to the uh, Freeman footage film site. If you're familiar with the Paul Freeman footage, it was taken in, uh, I believe, 1992. So we got LIDAR drone, a LIDAR drone, huge drone. I mean, this is really expensive. It's about a $100,000 drone. And we droned and mapped the entire film site, which has been unchanged since 1992. There's stumps there that still where the creature passed between that are still there but we mapped the whole area so now we can rebuild um, all of the data and create a 3d animation actually we could even do an oculus rift type 3d where you could zoom through the film site and really understand even look through paul's eyes the filmer of what he saw that day so it's really uh, historic what we did yesterday as an example of the, some of the content, all of it will be mind blowing in Legend Meet Science too, guaranteed. I'm sorry, that was I'm, quite a rant. Uh, that's all right. I am mind blown listening yeah. just to that. And, and it's and, funny you bring up um, Dr. Meldrum because we actually spoke to Dr. Meldrum um, a couple of weeks ago on the oh. podcast, and uh, yeah, he was a fascinating, fascinating. He really gentleman. is. Um, and but so so did he base that book on your documentary? Though? Yes, correct. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people think I based the doc on the book. No, he based well, the book. I've got to admit, I thought doc. it was that way around. Mm, correct. Oh wow. Yep. 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 Um, in the new the new doc or the, the new doc um, the new book will be based on the new doc, but in the new book, it's going to be really cool because we're putting what we call IBT technology into the book. So when you buy the book, you'll also be able to get hundreds, maybe more audio and video clips wow. in the print book that you can play in the print book. And that's my publishing company that I started two years ago is using this new technology to do that. So we're just, Incredible. you know, it's kind of like a big family. I was on the phone all day with Jeff yesterday because he was on site. So it was Jeff Cliff Barackman, um, uh, another, the technician who was, who owns the LiDAR drone. And then, uh, Isaac Tian, who is a PhD in, um, video engineering, artificial engineering and graphics. So he'll be taking all of his data now and turning into something really usable, extremely visual. 
But what was so cool after we got the, all the data, it's like millions of points of data. Everybody saw the, the data. They said, even the raw data is stunning. It is so amazing. I have not seen it yet. It just got emailed to me. So I'm excited tonight to, when it gets quiet, I'm going to start looking at the data and studying it. When when we spoke to Dr. Maldrum and when I'm still emailing him, he actually spoke quite highly of you. Um, oh, cool. he, 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 he actually mentioned you in our last podcast that we did with him and i and i've been speaking to him he's like i've got i've got to go and see doug and yeah he's oh that's so cool but yeah he has jeff 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 is like he's so articulate he's like no other and when i i did not really need him at the film site but he drove five hours each way to make sure he was there for this historic event and it was so cool and cliff Cliff Brockman from Finding Bigfoot was there. And uh, Cliff is the one that really knew where all the um, uh, landmarks were. So um, it's it's a big team effort. Wow. Big team effort. It sounds amazing. But there'll um, be, you know, like I said, there'll be, I believe, about 24 brand new categories of evidence that will be introduced on the Bigfoot or on the Sasquatch. And we're really hoping it'll raise the bar a bit to get, you know, more scientists interested in it. But here's what was so cool. I interviewed Isaac Tian yesterday and he said, Doug, that's one of the reasons I got my PhD because I watched Legend Meet Science 1 when I was 15 years old. And here he is now, you know, I don't know when he is, 30 some years old, and he's now helping solve the mystery of the Bigfoot and he's got his PhD. So it's it's just really, uh, it made me feel really good. Very cool. L- let me ask you this. When, let's say we find enough evidence to prove the existence of Bigfoot, do you think that will take the mystery away from Bigfoot? Or do you think people will be more interested in the science of Bigfoot? Well, I think, um, like, like I, um, let's just say we get a full uh, genomic sequence, properly done, vetted by numerous labs, redone, vetted, 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 and a scientific paper gets um, put out there. I still think there'll be a ton of skeptics, but I do think there'll be a ton more scientists that will join in to the research but I think we could be decades away yet from getting to the point you mentioned where it's kind of hum-ho, you know, where we know, you know, we've accepted it as a species and we know about it. But man, <clears throat> this creature has so many super abilities. And what I mean by super abilities, like electric eel has a super ability of being able to make electricity and high voltage and shock prey. That's a super ability. It doesn't mean it's paranormal. And Bigfoots are very strong. Um, I believe they have UV vision. Um, I believe they have a number of things that they can do that even humans probably used to be able to do. So leading on from that question, what are your thoughts on the paranormal aspect of of Bigfoot? I don't really have any. Um, 
I had one experience that you could put in that category, but then again, if I really think about it, it could be completely explained away somehow. We were by a campfire one time, um, and we heard thundering footsteps coming towards us from a single animal, like a Bigfoot. I mean, it sounded bipedal. The ground was shaking as it approached closer and closer. Sounded as big as an elephant, but we didn't see anything. I have never run in my life, ever. Um, I shouldn't say, there was one time a bear came at me really hard. Um, or it didn't look like she was going to back down. I did run, but that was the only, the second time maybe I'd ever run away, but everybody with me ran at the same time because of the sound and we never saw anything. Now you could say, well, that was paranormal. You know, other people, you know, describe that, but <clears throat> just, um, <laughs> the word paranormal means it's normal anyhow, right? It's just something we don't understand. So I'll just reserve judgment. Won't just mm. don't know. Don't have any answers. Yeah. Leading on from then uh, your experiences, have you yeah. ever seen a Bigfoot? Yes. Yes. At least what we believe to be a Bigfoot. Um, <clears throat> I was with Yvette. Um, we were driving home from way up north, northern Minnesota, near Canada. And we got by a lake called Wallax Lake in Minnesota. And as we approached a stream, there was a stream, you could see it on Google Map. On the right side, there was a creature standing at the side of the road, waving its arms, almost like a hula dancer, like a Hawaiian hula dancer. And we thought, what are we looking at? Is that a moose? What is that? It was big, you know, and so we thought maybe the what were our movement were antler movement right but as we got closer we could see fingers we could see then it was shoulders arms legs and literally you're in shock and we we were in a we were in a, a, a corvette at the time driving low with the headlights on bright so this thing lit up very bright there was only there was no shoulder so it was standing literally maybe um three four feet from where we passed so we had an amazing look at this thing and yvette yelled out it looks like a snuffleupagus like from sesame street um because of the hair that was hanging off the bottom of the arms was so wavy and amazing was it a bigfoot i didn't see the face nor did she could have been a guy in a suit Boy, if it was a guy in a suit standing a foot away from the, the free, you know, this highway, um, it's a county road, but people still were coming back and I'm not the only one that saw it. Um, we didn't pull over because there was no safe place to pull over, otherwise I would have. But it was, to me, it looked like it had taken a swim. It was very hot that night, very hot and windy. <clears throat> I believe it took a swim and literally before it walked back into the forest, which is hot and humid, it was drying off in the breeze. Who knows? We don't, we'll never know. If I was there, I would have just been frozen in shock that, that I saw yeah. that. Yeah. So, I, so I should have had a dash cam. If I would have had a yeah. dash cam, Craig, yeah. we wouldn't, you know, I'd be showing you the footage. Yeah. And, and, and like an idiot 
no dash cam. But it it seems to be with a lot of the experiences, and very very few it seems to be that it just happens. It it it, it yeah. happens very very suddenly. Yeah, and unexpected. Yeah, and you have no. You, you can't you can't go prepared for that, really, can you? Unless you you know if you're on an expedition. But the thing is, the chance are you're not going to find it. Then it's not going right. to be one to be found, is it? Yeah. So it's it's a, you know it's it's a chance meeting, isn't it? Yeah, and you're you're not only not expecting it, you're just driving home. Yeah. You're not thinking about Bigfoots, you know. Um, you just want to get home because you're you're tired. You've been driving four hours. Um, <clears throat> but then we had another sighting same circumstances only this one was in daylight it was about maybe 20 minutes before sunset we were driving about four or five miles from my home in an area where there's been numerous numerous sightings it's an area i do research and um we were driving and we had to cross this it's basically a road that's separated by water on both sides and this we saw this thing plowing through the alders about maybe 20 feet off the road. And it was just walking through trees and just literally just knocking them over as they walked. And it was the most beautiful coloration. I, I can only describe it as black and white. It had dots like it was um, salt and pepper. But I've never seen an animal in the wild that had this type of hair. So it was very, very salt and pepper. We could see the upper body, the shoulders, the head. Um, and it plowed away. And once again, it just disappeared into the thickness because it was almost it was almost to where it was going, which is this huge forest area. And um, once again, I should have, you know, I didn't have my dash cam on. It just, it wasn't, you know, and you feel idiotic. To this day, I still have not taken the time to take my dash cam and reinstall it in my new Jeep because I got a new vehicle, you know, and I don't like the wires all hanging. So I like to install it kind of, you know, wire it, hardwire it. So, um, and you think I would learn my lesson, but you don't learn your lesson because you think that's never going to, that's never, ever going to happen again. Yeah. Not possibly. You know, it's a chance of a lifetime to see one. Now that one we've seen two together. It, uh, with that, that description was so detailed that I thought I saw it in my head. That, that and the the types of colors you saw, yeah. I've never heard before. I, I, I have I, not either. I've heard of salt and pepper, but this was like. Um, little clumps of hair were white and many clumps were black like it would have you know six seven hairs that were white that were coming out pretty even on its back um and god you wish you could replay it again in your head you know we see it but you know you don't really know if the mind is playing a little bit of tricks but we both remember the same thing but the way it was plowing through these this ditch in these alders, these small saplings, you know, it's quite thick. I could never, I mean, I'd be stopped dead in my tracks, you know, cause these things are not easy to knock over. And it was just plowing through there. It thought it was hiding, you know, but we could clearly see its upper body and it was huge. So 
But that area is an amazing area. Only reason because um, it's completely, you cannot go in there. Nobody can go in there. They're not allowed. There's a huge hunting club that owns these many acres and these number of lakes. So they have riparian rights. They own the water also. So this area is completely off limits to people, dogs, camping, nothing. And that's why I believe there's continued sightings each summer in there because they're going in there and they know they have complete refuge. Um, so it's interesting. What, listening to that, the few wit witnesses that I've spoken to have actually said that it's around water it's around yeah. lakes and, yes. and it makes me a bit more open to the fact that maybe it lives near water maybe it or... yeah there's something yeah there's some reason they, they do they never most sightings are within way under 500 yards from water there's yeah. always a creek a pond a river a lake and there's more to that story that we are going to try to cover in Legimede's science too, using very high tech uh, GIS data. So we are going to cover that very heavily. And, um, I, I, and I will, and I will watch that. And I yeah. will, um, and it, it makes me think maybe there's a link to to water and Bigfoot maybe i i i i'm well, well, there, there, well for instance guys there could be a plant that they have to have that grows near water it could be the water itself they have a, <clears throat> a huge need for water um there could be um a water be also is very natural corridors they're seldom developed they're always usually forest around them trees cover around especially around creeks because they're flood zones nobody builds around creeks and streams that's really a, you know a, an area where the runoff goes that floods every so many years but there's always tree cover so there, there's many reasons also animals love edges a stream is an edge a creek is an edge a lake is an edge and if i um if i were a betting man i would bet there is a hundred times excuse me, more wildlife around edges. And that includes agricultural edges, near woods. And there's never really been a great study on this, but about, I think about a hundred times more animals and wildlife near edges than there is in the middle of a deep, deep forest. Yeah. And so, if you, so if you studied 60 acres with a lot of edges and then went into the deep, deep forest, I think you would find a hundred times more animals living in the hundred acres by where there was a lot of edges. That's my point. And funny you say that. I, 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 I've, I've started to go on expeditions of my own, and to really kick it off, um, I started with deer because we we we're, we're really known for deer around this area. Yep. And when you said that, I actually saw that deer near those hedges. Yeah. Uh, that 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 that's where I found them. And yep. so you're gonna find them near orchards, uh, where they grow grapes, where they there's apples, corn, farms, 
lakes, right on the edge of the suburbs, right on the edge of houses where the country and the city meet. Um, there's actually more Sasquatch activity in those suburban, outskirts, suburban areas than people would like to think. And those are the sightings, Daniel, nobody reports because people think they're crazy. Yeah. Why? Because there's a gas station three miles away. So they're not saying anything. <laughs> So there you go. Yeah. And, following on and, from that, um, sorry, Daniel, just following on from that, Doug, um, so when you had your uh, first encounter, what were, what was people's responses? What were your friends and family's responses to that? I don't know. They're not really going to tell you, but, you know, generally some people, <laughs> generally people do the eye roll, you know. You know I don't know. Um, you know, I'm the Monster Quest guy, so people, I always have no credibility. <laughs> You know, so already I don't have any credibility. Um, no, that's all. That's all. But I, but like, I do, it... but I do know this. Um, I'm not shy of telling people about this mystery, um, only because it's. I think it's one of the greatest mysteries on the planet, and you have reports over in the UK, you know, and, and around yeah. Scotland and yeah, areas. Do, and yeah. I know there's some investigators. Um, some of the investigators may think it's it's bull even but think about europe it all is attached to siberia it's all a i mean it's within walking animals roam they move um the swim across the english channel doesn't bother me at all these things are called water apes for a reason they swim they've been noted swimming so you know people can swim the english channel right and, and, and we have um, where where we live. We have the um, uh, the Exmoor Beast, yeah. legend of the Exmoor Beast, and stuff like that. And it's, right. it's you know it's. Have you had any inter in, Have you done any research at all into the Exmoor Beast or any any sort of those cat like? Yeah, I've produced um, now three full one hour shows on it. Wow! I just um, executive produced two more um, that were done last year, that ran on. Um, uh, What's the TV? Uh, E&E owns it. Uh, I got oh. it. Blaze. Is it Blaze Television? Over there. Yeah. They just ran. Um, I think it ran in October. It's called the... Um, it just helped with another one called um, Panthera Britannia. And then um, the other ones were... God, oh... You're catching me off guard. My brain is. I'm just, sorry. I do apologize. It's, it's cooked. Been a long day. My, my my brain is cooked today. If no, I if I help you out with one, um, is one of them Britain's cat mystery? Yes. Oh, yeah. There you go, Daniel. Daniel. Daniel knows more than me. So if you so if you look at the credits, you'll see me as executive producer. Wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah. and to actually um say on Thursday I'm going on a expedition. Um, in the forest of the Quantock Hills around here, looking for this uh, beast, this um, panther, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and Who knows? yeah, and I think it's uh, it's a mystery that we can we can look into. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot of evidence, Daniel. I mean, it's it's right there. If you, I mean. If you believe in tracks, animals leave tracks, I leave tracks, you know, um, there's so much evidence and it'll be continued more and more and more. 
And yeah, I'd love to. Maybe I can fix you up with some people. Um, I would love that. Woods. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. So my um, next question for you is: Could you tell us about your own Bigfoot research? Oh no. Let's see. Okay, we just completed um, the world's first um, wilderness artificial intelligence small tiny camera with a man that i work with who camped alone manning all of these cameras for 30 days 30 days alone in the wilderness no power no whatever thing we actually had to figure out how to basically build a television station in the middle of the forest but now i'm up every night for 30 days watching these multiple cameras more than I could watch at once. I could only watch like four at a time live. Some of them infrared, some just low light. And then we would even, we even did things like made all of the cameras dead. And then we had listening posts. So if we heard anything, we could literally flip on 27 cameras with one button in the middle of the forest. Um, a lot of, you know, like every night we had a different operation. Operation Dead Cam was one night, you know, where we made all the cameras look like they would go dead because we had an experience the first week where something would come into camp, throw rocks, come into camp, um, hassle Adam's tent, slap his tent really hard, um, breathe right by his head, trying to scare him. Um, right when the cameras would go dead. All of them would go dead as if it was saying, okay, nothing you can do now. They're all dead. So we even pretended the cameras were dead numerous nights as an example. But we'd have a different operation name every single night. Wow. So that's that's an example. I try to, the, the research I do, I try to be tricky and new in everything we do. It's no sense doing the same thing over and over. But no. just, but but here's the thing. Just because it doesn't work, Daniel and Craig, that doesn't mean it's not good because you might have to do something like that for two years, three years. If you talk to people like George Schaller, who, you know, um, was the first to figure out how to habituate and see gorillas, my God, that was a 20 year effort. You know, and yeah. they never, they did, they could hear the gorillas for many years. Never, never once got a photo, never once saw them. Yeah. And finally, they figured it out. But, you know, we're kind of at that stage. So Sounds incredible. It, it, they're it really they're tricky. They're tricky, Daniel. So I, I saw about your filmography. And would you be able to tell us a bit more about Britain's Cat Mystery? Well, um, yeah, that is... Um, really catching me off guard. I didn't think I was going to talk about big cats today. Um, it's really just, you know, more of an effort, more with DNA, more experts, finding tracks. This is the brainchild of Matt um, Everett and, um, um, God, why can I think? And Tim, um, oh man, these guys are going to, hold on, let me look something <laughs> up. And you can edit this crap out. That's right. I've had a rough day today. Oh, you have no I, idea. I, I'm so I've been sorry, coordinating. Doug. You get tuned in. 
I'm so tuned in to Legend Made Science, my brain has just shut off. We, if, would, would you prefer if we? I tell you what, why don't why don't we keep it to 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 what we were planning on talking, and then maybe if you're kind enough at another time to maybe talk to Daniel about the cat. Yeah, absolutely. Side. Yeah, should I'd we do that? Do should the do that? So, stuff. Uh, I can actually have them come on. Oh, we could get be, all of us on. That'd be oh, amazing. Be oh, we can do it. So, especially if you do a Zoom, it's much easier. We can so. Get, to, Tim and Matt on, and we'll talk about to be abs- To be absolutely honest, this podcast won't be released until not this Sunday, next Sunday. So we do okay. actually have a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go on. But I think Daniel, what I think what, what what we'll do? How many questions have we got left for Doug, Daniel? Many. Well, just go All ahead right. and shoot. Yeah. Shoot. Let's let's go, let's go let's let's stick to. But let's save the stuff. big cat stuff when Matt yeah. and Tim can be here because yeah, they're exactly. really right, um, they, they were really the in the ground producers. Yeah. I was the executive producer. I'm yeah. the guy that helped make everything look really nice. Tell help tell a more concise story. That would and, be amazing. But they were the, they were on the ground. You know, I wasn't on the ground. So let's, let's stick to let's stick to the film that's this and, and everything that's yeah in but but Liam, we can talk about monster quest or legend meet science or yeah, let's do, yeah. That. let's do that um this is gonna end in about 45 seconds okay let's let's do this it do may not it may not it may oh, not, not daniel not. Oh, i've okay. had them go hours after they say it's gonna end ah. really well, okay um so um what is it like exploring bigfoot um it's it's the most challenging thing that you could do because you're not you're not really exploring some dumb animal you're exploring another human being that's just different than us i mean these things are absolutely intelligent um uh far more intelligent than we are when we're in the woods i i also think they're very savant very um very much like a black bear because a black bear knows every square inch of its forest it can find a log 10 years later that it flipped over and knew there were ant pupae under it and go right back to that log and make a beeline to it. I think Bigfoots are like that. I think they're very much savants. Um, very, very intelligent. They know their environment. Um, and that makes this a real cat and mouse. And I'm not trying to hurt them. I'm not trying to fool one to shoot one. I'm trying to fool one to get better photographic, close-up, clear, high-definition footage, or at very least sequential photos that would be considered natural quality. Yeah, and it, it, I, I love, I love your opinion on on everything because you're, you're the open type type of person to some things and you can't be sure um if some if something's right or wrong yeah um, no you're right and, and with and, and what i've said to all my interviewers is nothing is silly until it's proven wrong um exactly and, exactly i agree with you yeah. And you know, we don't know really much about these creatures any more than we knew 30 years ago. Um, I've been doing this since about 91. But do I really know? No, I kind of know some things, but I'm not like we know they like water. We know they do sounds that sound like wood knocking. Yeah. 
to communicate. Um, we know they're omnivorous. You know, there's certain just general things that we know. We know they like corridors. We know they're not really afraid to necessarily always show themselves. You know, they're not afraid to stand. If it suits them, they'll stand in front of a road. They'll cross a road in front of a car. We know they'll do things. We know they're not perfect. But what we don't know is their real true abilities. We don't know their DNA. The Untold Radio Network website. And it says right at the top, pre-order Legend Meets Science. So it's, it's cheap. I think it's like ten dollars. It's not, no. and you get your plus when you pre-order, you get your name in the credits. So, um. Wow, Daniel, did you hear that? Yeah. There you go. Um, of course, so, there's many levels, and we've we've been supported by some really generous people. There's people giving us up to ten grand, um, which they just. There's some people have given us money that we don't even want anything in return. We just believe in what you're doing. We believe you. And so it's been just wonderful, you know. But it's just insane, the cost of doing anything, you know. Um, um, Doug, I want to thank you so much for for, for everything. Um, and I, I would love to get you on again at some point. And I will see you guys in the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Mythical Legends podcast. For more information, check out our Facebook group. The truth is out there.